Hello, everybody, and welcome to Brunswick Podcasts number three. This is the continuation of the Who You Are and What Do You Do series that myself and Tom Kepler started. I'm Chris Golian, and today I'm joined by Ben Staunton, who is a fellow employee here at Brunswick Area Television. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, preferred to be called a denizen of the Brunswick Area Television uh, cave, I guess is kind of a good way to put it there. Uh, well, you know, that's that's why we have editing, Ben, so we'll, we'll fix that in, in post and we'll get it sounding just the way you like it. You don't have to be embarrassed. It's okay. You, you, you can go with the flow. So, Ben, talk to, talk to us a little bit about exactly what you do and you know, how long you've been doing it here with Brunswick Area Television. Um, I've been with the city uh, for 23 years this May, actually, May 20th, um, and I uh, graduated from the University of Akron in 1998 with a degree in mass media communications, radio and television broadcasting, and a um, minor in English. So I had a double major. Uh, my second major was also in corporate video, which is something that most people don't even realize it's out there or was out there. Um, it's kind of a, a medium where people would... Uh, be employed for a company and actually do how-to videos and safety videos and other things for companies. But it was somewhat phased out and uh, independent video companies started setting up to do it and they didn't have to have in-house people doing that anymore. So that, that went a little bit the way of the dinosaur and it was going out when I went to college but it was one of those things where I really wanted the video experience. I wanted to go out um, and learn how to use portable equipment and learn how to do those types of things. So back to what you actually asked me about before I got on that little tangent was um, I, uh, I've been with the city for, like I said, 23 years. And uh, I have uh, I started out here part time um, working meetings and, and doing those types of things, um, helped transition from non or from linear editing, which is a tape to tape editing. And we moved over into um, nonlinear editing, which is computer editing, which most people are familiar with nowadays. Uh, Jeff Neider was the manager at the time, and uh, we we transitioned over to that uh, pretty seamlessly and never looked back. And, uh, you know, just been doing those types of things and then ended up becoming a full-time employee with the city. And then um, back in what, 2002 now, uh, we decided after winning a lawsuit that we were going to take over um, public access, which is what we're doing today um, with our public channel, and then um, I was made full-time at that time, and uh, an access specialist is what I, what I am, and I do all kinds of different um, factions of production here with the city training and keeping everything on the schedule going. You know, don't mind the tangent, Ben. This is about you, so that tangent's important. That's what go. we want to hear about. There you, go. You, know, you talked about some of the, the different things that you were studying while at the University of Akron, and I just want to ask you about what different experiences did you have with radio and television at that time, you know, sort of a, you know, this isn't exactly radio, but in its simplest concept it is. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that. Well, when I went to the University of Akron, uh, I, I was, uh, I, I took some classes for radio uh, when I was uh, a DJ at WZIP, Akron's Urban Network. Uh, ben the Bulldog was was my on-air name. Nice, I and, like that. Uh, I like was, that. Was uh, was there for um, probably two years. I uh, had a good time doing that. Um, worked in the urban format, which was fine. I didn't have an issue with um, 
um, getting people to, <laughs> this is funny, we didn't really have a lot of call-ins at the time. We didn't have people calling in and making requests. We had people faxing us. So that's, that's, how, <laughs> that's how we were rolling. People were faxing nice. us. And it, it was almost to the point where since, since my on-air name was Ben the Bulldog, people would, would draw pictures, cartoon bulldogs, and send them to me and say very nice things to me, like, you have a really nice voice, or you, you, know, you, you play all my favorite songs, even though we were only allowed to play two requests an hour. So it wasn't like I was playing hundreds of requests. But, you know, I think that's just a way to butter up the DJ so that they could, you know, put on your songs. But anyway, so I, I was there for about two years and um, had a, little, a, a lot, great time, got a lot of experience there. I um, interned at WKDD out of Akron. Um, and then I also did um, a lot of production work and video for the University of Akron. Uh, they would send me to different trade shows and different um, events on campus. So they'd have a big gala event and then they'd want to have it recorded and then have interviews and things done so they just send me out with a camera and they're like well you know you're pretty good at this so you go ahead and figure out how you want it to look and get it done and we want at least a half an hour presentation for our archives okay so i don't know whoever watched those or whoever did anything with them but i did several of those um and then so that was fun and i got to get my get my uh, feet in the water that way so you know what those types of things were really neat. Um, and then when I got out of college, I, um, I interviewed at a couple of different radio stations. Um, there was a, a Christian radio station that I interviewed out at, and um, I also interviewed um, at WCPN. And then I also uh, interviewed with the city of Brunswick. And the city of Brunswick was the only one that I interviewed with at the time that was video. Everything else was, was radio. And I had kind of assumed that I was going to be going into radio because that's Kind of one of those things that I had always done as a kid, you know, a DJ, you know, to records or tapes or, you know, later on CDs or whatever, you know, I'd, I'd introduce each song and do all that. kind of stuff. So that was where I was going to go. You know, I'm a radio, radio, radio. So um, then when I got the interview with the city and I thought that, wow, video was really kind of something I like to do, but I didn't really think this was going to be one of those things I was going to be able to do. And so be it. It happened. And being here with a steady job and having a family and everything else and not moving from city to city or state to state all the time kind of looked pretty good to me. And of course my wife and the rest is kind of history. I always uh, appreciated that as somebody who also had a, a background in radio and kind of came into this the same way, like, Oh, the, the video aspect of things is pretty interesting. And, and there's definitely some parallels to be drawn there, but the other thing I wanted to add is if you're, you happen to be working at the University of Akron in the archives, Ben wants his videos. So yeah, I'd he, like to see him at least. He wants to see some of that stuff, so, you know, fork it over here as we have the thunder in the background <laughs> from the, the partition we have up. So, Ben, obviously, you know, this is the introduction to this, but how do you see how adding this podcasting element to what we do here already could be beneficial to the residents and the cities themselves. First to start out, Chris, um, I believe that any time that you push yourself into a position of saying, we don't need that, before you even really take a look at it, um, you, you almost are, are pushing yourself into um, basically extinction. And, and what I mean by that is, um, so, so when Tom and you started talking about this idea, 
Um, and, and we are a television station. We're Brunswick Area Television. I mean, it's, it's in the name. We're BAT, right? So if you, if you come to me and you say, well, we should do podcasting. And I say, no, that's dumb. Why would we do that? We're a television station. It doesn't make any sense. I think that that, that closed-minded part is, is very sad. And I, I believe that um, any idea that comes to you um, with a reasonable explanation of why it's important is a good thing. Now, if you said, you know, we need a trampoline, we need a trampoline, and this, this trampoline is going to make things really fantastic for Brunswick Area Television, I would say, hmm, you give me five reasons why a trampoline will make it great here at Brunswick Area Television, and, and I would be entertained to take a look at that. However, I well, don't... Well, I guess i got to take that out of my questions, but regardless of that, we'll go, yeah. to, a different, we'll go to a different spot. Yeah, take the trampoline part out of there. Yeah, yeah. And so when you guys have talked to me about that, and I'm aware that um, other access stations um, do podcasting because, you know, it, they, they need filler for when their announcements are on. And that, that makes a lot of sense because that's always been something that we've struggled with here um, at Brunswick Area Television is what do you play in the background when announcements are on? So um, if you're not familiar with Brunswick Area Television or you've never seen the channel, um, we have a, a bulletin board that airs um, when there's no programming on. So basically um, public organizations and groups in town and not-for-profit agencies send in their announcements. We make up a slide for lack of a better term. And then um, those those slides then run when there's no programming on. So basically, if a, if a program is, is not scheduled uh, or there's a half an hour, you know, a 35-minute program on in an hour time slot, you know, that the rest of that time is filled by the bulletin board, the community bulletin board and slides. So, you know, we, we've always struggled with, well, what do we do when there's slides on? Do you just have nothing? Nobody wants to sit there and read slides with no audio. Do you do you take a local radio station and put it on? And you're not, you know, in control of their content, so you don't know what they're going to be playing or what potential songs will play or what potential content will be on, whether it will be offensive to your viewers or not. Um, do you do public domain music? That's nice. Do you do production music? Which, you know, in all honesty, is, is good when you're putting some video behind it or some some voiceover but when you're airing it ad nauseum and they're 30 second 60 second or a minute and a half tracks you know it's it's kind of redundant and obnoxious so people are like okay that that doesn't really you know make me happy yeah and then that's you know that's working counterproductive to what we want to do and helping get these announcements and different things out there so that people will read them sure you don't want yeah. you don't want to bore somebody and like, like they don't really want to watch so exactly at that point you say well what what do you really want to put in the background as as audio not just noise but audio that people are going to tune in and want to to actually hear while they're looking at the bulletin board announcements and that you have some kind of um you know governing over the content a little bit so basically when, when you guys were talking about doing podcasting i mean it, it's natural progression um it's something that not everybody does so it's a, it's a it's a new and distinctive thing that, that we can get into doing and on top of that um it, it opens it up to a whole new audience. I mean, you guys have discussed this on, on prior shows that, you know, people may not want to do video. Maybe they're not, you know, familiar with the, the, with the equipment, even though they've been trained or they're not 
understanding of all of the techniques or how to do it. Um, I mean, this is a quick story and it probably won't be quick because it's me. But anyway, um, in the past, somebody had done a, a show with us. They all shall remain nameless, of course. But uh, they, they did a show with us and they asked if somebody could record the show for them because they had no knowledge of using the equipment, but they wanted to be able to do a program. So we went, put the, the word out and we got somebody um, in our ranks um, who was a volunteer to volunteer to do the show. And they did a really good job with the video quality and everything else, but then when they came back and they were watching the footage because they were going to do the editing, not the person who did the, the shooting, they said, well, you know, there's a garbage can in the shop behind me, and I don't really like that. Now, this was back in the time when, when our software, you know, we couldn't really key out anything or, you know, remove the background or do anything like that. So I'm like, well, you're kind of stuck with that trash can in the background. So they're like, well, why didn't they see that? I said, well, because they were watching you. They were basically watching what you were doing. They weren't worried about what was in the background necessarily. So when, when, I, when I tell that story, you're like, why did you tell that story? But why did I tell that story? That story is, is, is one of those types of things where people who are still learning how to do things don't necessarily know all the ins and outs of what's going on. They don't necessarily realize um, what's going on. And those are things that you know, we've struggled with probably in, in, in college and stuff like that. Or you, know, you, you take it in and you turn that into your professor and he says, why is there a garbage can in the shot? You know, are you getting shot? Are you at the dump? Or are you at the park? And you want to say, you know, be sure to throw your things in the trash can. And, and I'm, not, I'm not picking on, on the person who shot the video. I mean, it was, it was fantastic video. It was um, color balanced properly. The, the sound was fantastic, everything else. But sometimes you get so overwhelmed with the production part of it. It's the dragging out of the equipment and working on this and making sure the tripod legs are straight and everything's level and, you know, does the person, you know, and, and you, you, all of those things that kind of fall to the background of, you know, I, I didn't see that in the shot. This takes that element away. You know, you're, you're not seeing anybody. I mean, you could be sitting here, you know, with, with a wrinkly shirt on and nobody would know the difference. You could be sitting here needing, a, you know, six weeks into a, I need a haircut and nobody's going to know the difference. I mean, you can, you can, you can pull off a lot of things, um, with, without, you know, having to do all of the extra production work that may cause somebody to say, you know what, it's just a lot. This can take that, that fear away and help you to realize that you can do it. You can do it. Five-year-olds can do it. A hundred-year-olds can do it. Anyone in between can do it. A three-year-old could probably do it. We could, we could show them. I mean, that's what we do here. So there's no I think, fear. I think that that's a really profound point. And the other thing that you know I'll add on top of that is it can help be a building block. If you're if you're interested in doing this type of thing, but you're hesitant and you're you're not sure about all those things, this at its very basic is you know hitting hitting a few few buttons and and getting a, a few things checked in to make sure that your, your microphone you know doesn't sound like you're screaming the entire time and that you know, you're the proper length away from it and things like that but it could get you comfortable coming in to our studios or working with us to the point where you're like okay well I kind of want to expand this maybe I do want to put it on television too maybe maybe I do want to have a public show or 
you know, even if you just want to keep it as a podcast, it really, it does. It's a, it's a great outlet, and I appreciate that perspective that you gave, Ben. Well, and it's one of those things, you know, you people are like, well, I'm, I'm not happy with the quality of my first one or my second one or, or both of them. I'd like to do a third one. Do I have to air the first two? Well, I mean, you know, this this interview, Chris, is is so long-winded on my part. You're probably never going to play this for anybody at all. So I know that that's a good thing. I mean, this will be totally edited so that it's three minutes long, and or it will never air whatsoever. It'll just go onto the cutting room floor, and you'll say, "We need to do another one." Could you please not talk so much? And so those types of things happen all the time. I mean, there's there's multiple takes, there's multiple cuts, there's multiple things that you do. And so, um, you know, we're not going to say, oh, well, everything has to air, whether you're happy with it or not. You know, so you, you don't have to don't have to worry about, well, you know, it's not good enough. Well, I'm sure that, you know, all of us in our our times of doing things, we feel that it could be better. We could do more. And other people out there in the world are like, that was fantastic. Like, I mean, I've, I've done projects where I'm like, I'm not real sure, you know, that, I'm not real sure about that. And, and I show it to somebody else and they're like, wow, that was great. And I go, maybe it was because I was on top of it so much or that I was looking at it so many times or that I scrubbed through the audio 50 million times. I can hear that noise. Nobody else really noticed it. They just thought it was fantastic. So for for people to, to think or say that, um, you know, they they they're concerned about the quality or they're concerned about the, the production itself. Um, all I can say to that is give it a try, give it a shot, give it a chance. You never know. Um, you might just absolutely love it. And, uh, I know you will actually, but that's just me and I'm an optimist. So that's, that's what we have to do is, is say to you, you can do it. You know, Ben, I think that's that's where we'll, we'll end this episode number three of Brunswick Podcasts, the sort of who you are and what do you do, because on, on that optimistic note and on that encouraging note that you can do this and, you know, we're here to help you do it. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the that's the best part. So I thank you for coming on. See you guys later, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.